cat. It's the same thing. You're Stop. This is the thing. Wait, you're Stop talking about from, cat. Stop you're... providing for that dog and see what will happen. It will live. No, it won't. It won't. Dogs. Because they... it has to provide for itself. Hello everyone, welcome to 1000 Crazy Questions, the podcast. I'm your currently insane host, Houston Pierce. This is a podcast where I have on at least one guest a week and ask them a series of crazy would you rather questions. We get into the psyche of our guests and explore topics that maybe shouldn't have been asked. I take my questions from either the listener or from the list of 1000 questions. You can submit questions, suggestions at me at 1kcrazyquestions at gmail.com or on Instagram at 1000crazyquestions. That's 1000 yeah, three zeros. It's the number. Um, find that on Instagram or 1K Crazy Questions. That's one, a literal K, Crazy Questions at Gmail. Whether they have half a question or a full question, it's fine. I'll take it. Um, you can leave a comment on SoundCloud. There's a few episodes up there. Those are easy to find. You could leave questions, suggestions, or comments. Those are pretty easy to read. Um, please rate the podcast if you like, or if you have any suggestions, you want to give any feedback um, on whatever platform they post podcasts on. All right. So this week, I like to introduce my most interesting guest. He is a storyteller, polyglot, and a U.S. veteran. Uh, Brian Bulgari, would you please uh, introduce yourself to the listeners and um, to, you know, just tell them a little bit about yourself, who you are, you know, what you do? Hey, hello. Uh, I'm Brian. Uh, and uh, currently, I'm a student at uh, MSU Denver. Uh, as the host said, I'm a, a U.S. Army veteran, and uh, uh, I was born uh, and raised in Uganda. Uh, I speak uh, many languages. I speak about uh, seven languages and understand the others that I don't speak, but understand when someone is speaking about 15. Oh, geez. Okay. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually jealous of that. I only know one and a half. And, and, the, and the half I know <laughs> Which is... one is the half? Um, Spanish, but I could... I, I understand more than I can speak it. It's very, very small. So I don't like... To, I can't count it too much. I mean, if music counts as a language, I'll take it. I could play piano. Oh, that, that's good. Actually, yeah. a piano is one of the instruments I've been trying to learn, but I've, I haven't got the opportunity. Oh, yeah. It's a good uh, introduction into music because it's, it's, the keys are all laid out mm. for you. Yeah. Uh, cool. Two rules to this uh, conversation slash game. Uh, rule number one, uh, you must always answer the question no matter what. If you can't make up your mind, and um, that rarely happens because usually someone has a preference towards one or the other, oh. uh, you say flip a coin and we, and we just move on. You don't actually flip a coin. You just say it and we move on. Uh, rule number two, whoever asks the question doesn't have to necessarily answer it if they choose not to. Uh, these rules kind of exist because as the questions become harder and harder to answer, the rules become harder and harder to follow. Uh, but this week we have a blue band episode, so things aren't going to get too crazy. So... Um, two or one may not even come to play honestly um so brian if you have any different questions for me or any variations of the questions i just asked um this is a conversational podcast so just let me know and um we're just interject it's fine and yeah we'll just roll with oh, it okay. um, 
quick but important disclaimers to my listeners. Everything is hypothetical. This may be a Blue Band episode, but in case I say something that sounds a little, I don't know, triggering, it's all hypothetical. Calm down. Uh, lastly, Brian, before we begin, uh, is there anything that you'd like, like to say, ask, slash declare? Is there any topic that you know you just can't handle? Are there any um, inherent slash mental biases you know you may have? Uh, I don't think there is. I mean, at the end of the, the, end of the day, it's just a matter of opinion. Yeah, but... Uh, different opinions about different things. I mean, I was, I was just pointing out the point, though, if your opinion was that a certain group of people deserve to die, you know, that's your opinion, but doesn't that count as a bias? I don't think it's a bias. It's your own opinion? I, I, I think word sometimes uh, the, the word bias is misused. Okay. Yeah, and sometimes people throw around the word bias to kind of dismiss certain facts so well i guess the parallel i was trying to say was would you consider someone being racist an opinion i mean like when you say someone is racist uh you have to to give facts you know you have to back up your statement and uh, if you are unable to back up your statement with the facts then that's when it can be considered uh, as being uh, as biasness. That is, that's pretty true. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. That wasn't even the first question. Um, right. Well, would you rather um, have unlimited access uh, slash clearance to any place you want, okay. but the access is just for you. You can't bring a family member or a friend, or would you rather never have to pay for drinks? again in your life and you could this you could actually cover for other people as long as they're you know with you when you said drinks i uh, mean uh, what kind of drinks are you talking uh, about tea and juice and water <laughs> or are you talking about like alcohol uh, any drink alcohol or non-alcoholic it, any drink at all I would say having access is, to me, it's more important. I mean, buying drinks, like, what's the cost of drinks? Like, if I'm to get drinking water, one, I I would draw alcohol out because, one, I don't drink. So if it is juice, yeah, I would go and buy fruits and make my own juice. And water, yeah, that one is cheap but then access you know like access to something like what would you want to have access to uh one of the things i I, like i always say that one thing that god if like if god asked me like what powers would i want to have is the ability to know what other people are thinking like to have access to tap into their minds you know look at you and I know what you're thinking that way, I know to stay away from you. Isn't it? Huh. You, so you want to, you want, um, I, I can't think of the word for it, but I think it's telepathy. 
is mm-hmm. mind mind reading. Yes. Yeah. That's not the kind yeah. of access I was talking about, but it's interesting. Yeah. So that way, if uh, if 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 someone is, I know, like let's say, if, if you are planning evil against me, I know to stay away from you. you yeah. Know, if you are planning, you know, something bad against other people, you know, know how to stop you. But then, unfortunately, we none of us has that access. If you could you know if you could just get access to a place is there any place that you want access to you know on the world like access to a place yeah oh yeah i wouldn't love that yeah i mean that that was the the question but like you know <laughs> uh, like where i mean where would you want to go you know if you could go where anywhere would where would i want to go yeah you have access to a place it's... Any place. It's not like necessarily wanting to go to a place and just have fun, but wanting to know what is kept in certain places, you know, especially government areas. The government hides a lot from us, you know, in the name of protecting us. But the question is, are they truly? Yeah. I mean, I agree. Are you talking about the infamous, you know, Area 51? No, for, forget about all those so-called alien stuff and all that, like green, people bleeding green and all that. That is some things that people fantasize about. I'm talking about like real stuff, like like what goes on like in Pentagon, what goes on like uh, in uh, CIA headquarters you know what goes on like in a lot of places like what is going on like when these people are behind the closed doors uh in the name or you know they are planning oh you know this is how we want to protect the nation like yeah yeah so i would love to be there and get to know you know what are they really discussing like world leaders let's talk about like u.n yeah when they're there, you know, sitting down and they're planning and they're saying, you know, oh, ICC, and they're saying, oh, this leader committed uh, uh, crime against humanity. Like, what do they base on to make those decisions? And the question is, are they hiding something from the public? Because, I mean, if the ICC, their job is... To, to go after people who have committed crimes against humanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we know many of them who have never been arrested. <laughs> yeah. That, so, what would you... You brought up an interesting point. Sorry, what would you consider a crime against humanity? Like I treason? Mean, Something like that? Yeah, crime against humanity, I would say, like, you know, we have Genocide. a lot of people. Sorry, yeah, yeah. continue. People who are in a position of, of power, leaders, you know, people elected you, they trusted you, and then you do the opposite of what people elected you to do. You, let's say you're president and uh, you turn around and you, you target a specific group of people within your country and you massacre them. Yeah. You know? Or you're a soldier. Your job, you know, you took an oath to protect and serve you are in war and then you turn around and open fire on civilians and rape them and 
then they are like, oh, yeah, he lost it, mental issues, and that is it. And while someone else does the same thing, oh, yeah, he committed a crime against humanity. I mean, what, what, what is the line that they draw there to, to say this one committed a crime, this one has a mental issue? Yeah. You have a very uh, noble cause there for, the, for this. If you, I mean, if you had this, would you rather, you know, if, this, if you had access to anywhere, that's very, that's a good use of the of clearance. Mm. Yeah. You want to be in the room where it happened, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Where all those decisions are made. Yeah. Have you've seen Hamilton, right? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Sorry, I made a reference. Uh, it's it's a play. Don't, okay, I haven't, a, I haven't I haven't seen it. You you should probably watch it. You probably like it. Actually, it's it's very good. Okay. Yeah. okay. Sorry, it just I made a quote and uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I was like, oh, I'm I haven't seen okay. that. This this no, they're not a sponsor or nothing. I just it's a good play. Um, would you, do you mind going to the next question? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that was a very smart answer. I have nothing to say to it, really. I don't know. Um, I mean, if I had to answer, I think I'd probably choose the drinks one, but that's because it's just more simple for me. Uh, <laughs> I like... And fun. And fun, yeah. I do drink socially, and uh, especially if I could cover other people, I think that would really just make me very popular amongst, mm-hmm. I don't know, my friends or whatever. I might get freeloaded, but if I'm never paying for them, then you know, I don't have to feel the consequences of it too much. Also, if I could just drive up to, I don't know, a, a McDonald's, for instance, and get a Sprite without paying a dollar, that sounds kind of easy, too. I mean, gra- granted, it's cheap, but I don't know. You're saving a dollar. so You save your cents. <laughs> yeah. I could go to any sit-down restaurant and I'll just buy the food, but, you know, the drink's free. At least I could look forward to that, you know. The clearance yeah. one, yeah. The clearance one involves travel and everything, and that's a bit the opposite of cheap. So mm-hmm. that's why I would choose the drinks ones. But I think, I think honestly, being able to listen and um, learn, you know, go into those high clearance places where you need, um, where you need, well, access pretty much. That's a that's a great answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Would you rather be uh, a heavy smoker or a heavy drinker? Oh, God, that's a tough one. Yes, and you have to pick. (laughs) Your life's going to change a little bit, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, drinking, smoking. I mean, uh, drinking. I'm assuming now this is like smoking cigarettes and drinking alcohol. Yeah, let's just go classic cigarettes. You don't have to smoke weed. Yeah, yeah. Or... Or cocaine or whatever. You don't have to smoke. Mm-hmm. You could just just leave it at straight up old school nicotine. Yeah. And, yeah, and drinking and alcohol. alcohol and alcohol. I would say anyway, at the end of the day, they both the smell isn't good. Both of them. Yeah. I can't stand either. But uh and both the effect isn't good on the health. But then at the end of the day, I would go with the smoking because... Really? Yeah, because the drinking, being heavy, heavy, heavy smoker, yeah, you're going to smoke and it's going to affect like your nails, your 
palm, palm, palm is going to become darker, your lips and your lungs are going to be filled up with all sorts of weird stuff. And mm. But then with the drinking, ah, it's too much. Being a heavy drinker, you're going to, to drink and pass out and pee on yourself and, you know, poo in your pants and fall asleep, you know, in locations you have no idea about and, like, it messes up with your brain. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> I, mean I mean, but they're, they're so, both... <laughs> Yeah. Both, I mean, they're both they're both gonna uh, uh, chemically, you know, alter your brain. Uh, but, yeah, but uh, you know, if if we are going, we are going old school nicotine, like smoking cigarettes. Mm-hmm. That thing is is going to have damage on you, but then it's not going to mess your brain in the way alcohol does. That's you know? true. Uh, I, I remember growing up uh, back in Uganda. Mm-hmm. We used to have a some in the neighborhood some people who were like heavy heavy drinkers like drink and pee and you know everything in their pants so like when they go to drink at the drinking place they get like uh shoelaces or banana fibers and they tie down on their pants what why they they would tie their pants like like a belt is, is no, 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 down, down at, at the bottom of their pants. Oh, oh, they, oh my. They tie around, you know, the purpose. Yeah, oh. Oh, yeah, so that when stuff happens, it doesn't oh. go out of the pants. He walks oh. all the way to his home. That's, that's the first time I'm ever hearing anything like that. That's disgusting. What? Yeah, because <laughs> people drink to that point. So, like, when, when, you, when you mentioned the heavy drinker, like yeah. that's the first thing that came in my mind. I'm like, oh yeah, I know a couple of people were like serious drinkers and yeah, you know. But smoking, on the other hand, yeah, you smoke and yeah, destroy your life and yeah, eventually well, die. You don't yeah. you you don't affect others as much as alcohol does. Well, uh, I. I agree, but I think there's a bit of an argument to be made with that because, you know, mm-hmm. secondhand smoke is bad and, um, you know, other, other people are inhaling what you just exhaled and that's gross. I mean, and, and smoking definitely has, I think it has a more pungent smell than drinking does. So if someone's drinking, you can kind of get close to them and then you smell it, but a smoker, you know, you could, you could live right next to somebody who smokes a lot and you could, you know, the cigarette stain smell. It, it just, it's very permanent. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I get that. I get that. Like, you know, the smell and all that, but, uh, and you know, being a heavy smoker doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to smoke in public. Yeah. You know, that's true. I've seen, I've seen heavy smokers who are highly disciplined Every time, like even in their own house, they don't smoke in the house. They step out of the house. They even walk up in the middle of the night and they go out and smoke and then come back and sleep. You know. Wow. And uh, I remember uh, in primary, which is uh, referred to as uh, elementary here, mm-hmm. uh, my principal, this guy was a heavy smoker. 
this guy would smoke a pack just in the morning before break. Are you like exaggerating? Time, uh, classes start to the first break before lunchtime, a pack is gone. Gee, are you exaggerating a little bit or? I'm re- not exaggerating. Okay. Yeah, this guy would go to the shop and buy the whole, how do you call it, that whole pack, which has like 20 of them inside? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what he would get. Sheesh. And just from morning, before lunchtime, a pack is finished. No, that's, that's, that's... That's gross. Not to, um, to the listeners, not to shame you if you smoke or nothing. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure you know smoking is bad for you already. Everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But a heavy smoker, one that's someone that smokes an entire pack before lunch, that's a bit, that's much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the heavy drinker one, I don't know. Um, like I said before, I already drink socially, but I, you know, I think there's a limit to, you know what they always say on commercials: drink responsibly. I feel like that's just something uh, people don't do. You know, like uh, so when societies grow, we start going into things. I'm not saying certain studies are bad; uh, all these studies are necessary. But then the way sometimes we interpret things, and uh, I'm also not saying that drinking is good. But then. Uh, you know, there, there is this thing of, you know, therapy and drinking and abusive stuff and, you know, anything, anything here in the United States can be interpreted as being abusive, yeah. even when the person is not, you know. Uh, just because the person went out and took a cup of beers doesn't yeah. mean they're drunk. And then when they come back home and uh, you did something wrong and they spank you, it doesn't mean they're abusing you simply because they took uh, a beer or two, you know. But now the society has completely changed. You know, they come at home, uh, maybe you had a disagreement at home and police shows up and they smell alcohol on you, you are drunk. That is it, period. You're done. You're finished. (laughs) Yeah, this, you know, yeah, it yeah. doesn't matter how much you took, whether you had even just poured a glass and you took one sip, yeah. and then you got into a disagreement. Yeah, you are drunk. That is it. Yeah. Like yeah. in in Uganda, the drinking age is eighteen years. You know, because oh, you're considered yeah. an adult, so yeah, you're free to drink. Oh yeah, that's another thing too, because you're an adult here in America. You know, at eighteen, but you can't drink until. How many years? 21. Yeah, 21. Three years of being an adult who can't drink. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're old enough to technically, you know, die in the U.S. military, you know, worst case scenario, you know, if we went to war, but you're not old enough to take a sip. Like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're old enough to go to the front line to fight for the country, but you're not old enough to take a sip of a drink. Yeah. What is that? No, yeah, I think that's unfair. Yeah, we've, we've, <laughs> yeah, we've we've gone a bit off topic, but it's fine. It's a conversation. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna move on to the next question. Yeah, but oh, you, so you chose smoker, right? <laughs> I think. Yeah, you yeah. know, both are, they, they are both had pills to swallow. Yeah. But just because I grew up seeing heavy drinkers, like mm-hmm. things things they did, you know, and they wake up in the morning, they don't remember what they did, you know. I'm like, ah, oh, no, 
I don't want my brain to be messed up like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. Okay. Before we completely leave this. Uh, okay. So um, I think I've had this conversation with a bunch of my friends, um, typically when there's alcohol, but I think, I think that um, alcohol sort of brings out who you are on the inside or who you want to be. I think when someone's drunk, they're usually more, more honest with you or they act more honestly. So if you find someone like some guys will try to touch girls when they're drunk or whatever, and some guys will poop their pants, but whatever, you know, whatever they do when they're drunk, it kind of, I think it kind of amplifies what they already wanted to do. Not that someone wanted to poop their pants, but I don't, I feel like there's different types of people who are affected differently based on who they are when they get drunk. The thing is, that's what some people are trying to say. Mm-hmm. as a cover-up mm-hmm. but people people drink yeah and you know alcohol numbs people you know now like, like you're bold you're more bold yeah you feel like now you have got the strength to do what you wanted to do it doesn't bring out anything it just numbs your system it messes up with your system and now you think you have all the guts but if it makes to, you if it makes you bold, doesn't that mean, um, you know, it kind of, it, if you, if you want to talk a lot and you're someone mm-hmm. who's quiet, that kind of emboldens what you want, your, you know, your inner desire to be heard versus if you're someone who's already loud and drinking just makes you angry because I don't know, there's angry drunks out there, you know, people who are press rage and then drinking, you know, okay. they kind of, I feel like it, you know, it, it, it me, emboldens. Yeah. Let me put it this way. Okay. You see, society, it, it hasn't started today in our time. Since before Jesus' time, society has been looking at alcohol in a different way. You know, when, uh, when you drink and you walk and you stumble, they won't say he stumbled, say he was drunk. Everything is blamed on the alcohol. The reason I'm saying this, like... Uh, uh, one time I went, I lived with uh, a sister to my grandmother. Okay. And she used to, to brew uh, what, what is called moonshine here. Ha, <laughs> okay. Yeah, from sugar canes and uh, bananas, you know. Yeah. And uh, this old lady used to drink a lot. She would always come back on like seven, like one, two in the morning. But you would know when she's coming back. Because you hear her from a distance. Mm-hmm. She comes screaming. But guess what? Mm-hmm. She is screaming and talking so loud. She's afraid. On the road, it is dark. And then you hear her saying, Yeah, I know. So and so, you have been planning to kill me. I see you. I'm passing your home. So that everyone, if something happens, everyone knows. But okay. she's drunk. You know, like... Alcohol doesn't completely, I don't believe alcohol completely impairs your brain as people claim it does. Okay. Something in the brain is still operating because these people go and drink, they pee on themselves, they (laughs) pour on themselves. Yeah. They never forget their home. How is that possible? uh... The brain is 100% impaired. This uh, this supports what I'm what I'm saying though, because it, you know, I feel if you were completely impaired, 
then you know no one of course could hold you responsible for what you do but i think you know there's a piece of that person that's still there like i know personally when i'm under the influence uh i like i uh there's always a piece of myself that's mm-hmm. very much alert and awake and depending on how much i've drank that night um sometimes it's like i'm lugging around a sleepy version of myself like i'll be mm-hmm. i'll be active but my body my motor functions may be slow and i just feel sluggish um sometimes it just becomes hard to focus on things mm-hmm. yeah. and um yeah and i can only i'm very one track minded and uh tired and stuff like that but i personally uh i haven't gone to the point where i've been blackout drunk which is where you completely forget everything uh yeah i i you definitely can hold on to yourself and i think that and i think that's why i believe that it emboldens because if you're a person who likes to be mean or i don't know abuse people and you, you know that's on the inside of you and you know you're never going to do that when you're sober but alcohol lowers those walls it lowers you know those um social you know offenses that you have something that makes that keeps you from doing it and because that part is still part of you in your mind, but now those barriers are gone, you're just going to act however you want, you know, and I th- you should still be held responsible for that because that's still you. Um, just because it was easier for you to do something bad doesn't mean you still didn't do anything. That's, I think that's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's more of uh, that there is some truth to what you're saying, but not entirely. Okay. Because it 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 is a it is a I don't know whether I'm using the right term. It's like it's a psychological thing. So these people are playing like on the community or the public. It's like no 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 no. I was drunk. I do, I don't know what I was saying, but the person clearly knows what they were saying. Yeah. But it's a trick. It's like when you it's like when you are dealing with children. You know, <laughs> children they also play those psychological games with adults, like. Uh, how can I put it? Like, you know, uh, you're, you're very protective of your child and all the time you're running, you hear them screaming, oh, you run to see what is going on. Uh, they, they walk, maybe you tell them, uh, you know, stop doing that, you're going to fall. And then eventually a child falls and uh, they're going to turn around and look whether you were watching or what you're going to do. And then immediately they start crying. And then you're going to run and lift the child up or keep be quiet, sorry. You pat them up and, you know, they, they look around. You, are, you just look at them and you're minding your own things and they collect themselves up and walks away. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I've seen, yeah, I've seen kids do that. So it's the same thing with the, when it comes to, to the thing. I mean, if someone has been trying to, to, to rap a woman, they will, they will go and drink and then tomorrow they will say, yeah, they were drunk. They don't remember what they did. And then what, what is the system going to do? Oh yeah, he needs help with the drinking. We, we, then we spend taxpayers' money. We take them to you know, therapy and all that. And tomorrow they come up or they are sober, they drink again, they rap another one. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I 100%, <laughs> we're on the same page. I <laughs> think we're on this. Yeah, they are responsible, yeah. Um, uh, and, yeah. and, and I'm not saying entirely that, you know, yeah. you lose some, some concentration, some, some part of you is lost, but not entirely. 
Yes, yes. Also, but it, in the drunkard's defense, just a little bit, uh, there is a point, where, you know, blackout drunk, where you honestly do lose. Well, like I, like like we both agree on, there's a piece of yourself, but you lose memory. So if you did something and you, you know, if you woke up and you found out that you did, worst case scenario, you know, touch somebody, then, you know, I feel like you're still being responsible because you, you know, you did it. I think there's a piece of you that that was sincerely wanted to do that, but you can forget, you know, that uh, blackouts are real and you, you know, you will forget what you maybe did the past night. Yeah. So in a way, yeah. And they'd probably do need help. You know, in multiple ways, but yeah, the in the, you know in the drunk man's defense, I feel like you know the, there uh, is some. Yeah. I I believe I believe those who drink and pass out, they don't drink, go rape or kill, then they pass out. No, you pass out. You drink and pass out. Period. Well, you yeah. don't pass out after committing a crime. No, <laughs> that is out. <laughs> that's what I don't. That's the part I disagree with. Yeah, you're you're probably right. I yeah, I don't know anyone personally who's done that anyway. So I don't know. I'm I'm just speaking from my own personal experience and what I know about. It's um, it's more like it's more like you're drunk, drunk, drunk. Yeah, and then you went committed something, mm-hmm. and it's like you're still drinking while you're committing. So then you pass out. That's what that's the part I don't believe. If you drink and lose time, you drink to the point of passing out. You don't drink, commit a crime, then pass out. Well, <laughs> I, I would. I'm gonna move on, but but there, there's okay. there, there's a lot more we could talk about that one. But I'm gonna move on. Uh, all right, all right. Uh, would you rather? Would you rather uh, cure everyone who is uh, currently sick in the world mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is gonna be kind of temporary. It's just everyone who's sick right now will be cured. But if someone gets sick afterwards, then they're just sick. Not this isn't permanent. <clears throat> uh, or would you rather uh, magically, you know, just back through time, stop the bombing on uh, Nagasaki? You know, like the Nagasaki Hiroshima, I think let's call it. You know, the the first mm-hmm. Hiroshima. Like, there, there it is. Thank you, the Hiroshima mm-hmm. bomb. Uh, that is also a tough one, kind of. But uh, I'll make a quick decision. I'll okay. heal people, though it is temporary. Okay. A reason. These are my reasons. Okay. Why I would heal people, though it is temporary. Yeah. Uh, right now, uh, all over the world, I believe there are people who are so too sick to even make a word, to even mm-hmm. make maybe eye contact. There are people who are like in the coma. And, uh, you know, saying goodbye is a very important thing in life. Someone who is dying. To someone who is dying and to the people who are losing their loved one, it is very, very important. So personally, uh, looking back in my life, I would, I would say uh, I choose healing everyone, though it is temporary, just so that they get that opportunity to say goodbye to their loved ones. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you heal them, they won't have to say goodbye anymore, you know, or... Uh, least, but yeah. you said it is temporary. Temporary it doesn't stop. No, sorry, I'll I'll word it better. It doesn't stop people who, uh, new people from getting sick. I mean, whatever someone has, you're going to mm-hmm. heal them, and that's done. They're they're okay. But if mm-hmm. they catch something, 
after you've healed, you know, after that, like if you, if someone's sick with the flu mm-hmm. right now and you heal them, they're fine. But if a week from now they get the flu again, then that's it. Well, still, I would choose healing people and bring that happiness back in people's lives, though it is not permanent. I would choose that. Uh, while on the other hand, I, I wouldn't want to go back and stop that bombing. Hmm. When I look back at the times, uh, I believe it was necessary. Really? Based, based on what was going on at the time. I mean, uh, these people decided to attack places that were very peaceful, places that were not at war, just because they wanted to exercise their power to show how powerful they are, to divide the world among themselves. That was selfish. And, you know, time came and uh, they were having suicide bombers, you know? Yeah, but, uh, people, suicide pilots, where people, uh, pilots yeah, were... Uh, kamikaze. Yeah, you know, yeah. bringing their planes and just crashing into the ground because either we're going... And remember, these soldiers, some of them reached a point where fighting the war was unnecessary. But at the same time, they couldn't go back home Yeah, because they would be killed. So they would rather die in battle, and they are considered the heroes back home, you know, and guess what happened? After that bomb, everything, everyone was like, cease fire. So, to me, would I want to stop that? Maybe World War would, World War II would still be going on up to now. So, personally, based on what's going on at the time, uh-uh, that's not something I would want to do. Yeah, that's, an inter- that's interesting. Yeah, uh, personally, I don't know enough about history to make uh, a smart enough decision to stop or not stop it. Uh, yeah, I just I don't know. To me, it feels like if we didn't do it, we wouldn't have really you know, recognized the um, devastation that a nuclear bomb could cause. Mm-hmm. to uh you know um a, a populated area a lot of people um in a cold-hearted scientific way it was educational that sounds kind of messed up to say but um because <laughs> you know a lot of people lost their lives but i i feel like maybe you know we were in the middle of a, you know a war of course mm-hmm. but it was kind of like if two men were fighting in a ring and then one of the men slapped each other and the other men you know like that slap crossed the line that slap was too much and the other guy pulled out like a knife a a gun (laughs) and (laughs) shot him 400 times Uh (laughs) and his wife and then there was like you know it it was kind of i feel like it may have been i I agree with you on you know it's part of history and it stopped the war pretty much but uh you know the ceasefire i but i think it could have been a little too much i think could have been a little over the line and that's why I put it here. You know, like I said before, I'm not educated enough in history to make that call. And I don't mm. know if I necessarily stop it myself. I mean, I just, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying. But I mean, like, when you look back at what took place at that time, uh, 
because even before the, the, the whole war started, uh, talks were, were, were carried out and these people, you know, dismissed everything. I mean, Japan and like, when you look at Japan and the United States, they were allies, you know, they, they had representatives in both places, you know, uh, Japanese were here, you know, and uh, people were living peacefully. And then boom, these dudes attack. Reason? No one knows. Well, we know the reason, you know. I mean, I, I think we do. I'm not. <laughs> I don't know the reason, but I'm sure there was a reason no. that we know now. Yeah, the, the, the reason I say no one knows is because, like, the reasons are not justifiable. Oh. You know, the, the reasons are not justifiable. These people go attack China, they go attack everyone, you know, around the area. And they're like, you know what? Uh, what about this dude who is not doing anything? We should go after him too. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, we'd eventually be your enemy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, you know, someone, someone like Hitler is like, you know, calling other people rats. You know, they have infested their place. You know, they are going to take their jobs. You know, yeah. kind of what is, it is like something, what was going on in Europe, like in German specifically, yeah. is similar to what, you know, some people are trying to do here, you know, calling other people, saying other people have taken their jobs and everyone, all the natives start looking at the other people as the enemies and, you know, they start collecting them, putting them in the gas chambers. I mean, that is, that's not human. Yeah. So you, you ask me, do I want to stop that from happening? Absolutely not. Like it, it's like asking me, uh, would you go back and stop the civil war? Absolutely not. Let that thing go on. <laughs> you know, it's the only thing that brought slavery to the end. Yeah, I mean, it helped. You yeah. know, it helped. And actually things would have been better if Lincoln wasn't killed. You know, so it's the same thing with with the other bombing. It 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 changed the way people looked at things, and everyone was like, uh, "I don't want to be the next on the list. I quit. Yeah. No more fighting." Yeah, the world changed, and then we got into a cold war years afterwards. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that that's a yeah interesting answer though. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to move on to the next question on this little All bit right. lighter. <laughs> one that's a little bit lighter. Uh, uh, would you rather always have to wear sunglasses and you can never take them off or own a pet giraffe? Uh, I hate sunglasses. <laughs> Do I have issues with light with my eyes, but still sunglasses? Yeah. But uh, a giraffe is a graceful animal. Why not have a giraffe as a pet? Simple. Do you, I mean, do you have a house that can fit a giraffe currently? Come on, being a pet doesn't mean it's going to live inside my house. Oh, is it going to stay outside? Oh, yeah, I can build for it something outside where it stays and during the day we spend time together and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> You know? uh, I just, 
I'm just trying to imagine it, what is it, you could just gonna build a, I don't know how long, 14, 10 meter shed up into the air for the giraffe to sleep. And first of all, naturally, these animals are not even supposed to be living inside. Okay. Naturally. So why go through all that trouble? All I need to do is feed it, mm-hmm. uh, protect it. That's it. I mean, what if it gets cold? You know, what do you, and what do you feed a giraffe? Leaves? Yeah, feed it leaves. And I mean, what do they eat at the zoo? That's the question. I have zero idea. I don't know. So it's, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, get food for it, feed it, you know, go get, buy all those leaves it eats and mm-hmm. feed it. And then when it's cold, you know, put it in a place where, you know, uh, you know, like when you go and get the dung, like the, the worst products of those animals and they dry up, you know, you can set fire on them and they provide warmth for the you, animals. You would burn the giraffe's droppings for warmth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> not something I thought about. But yeah, the, right. same, the same thing happens like to the cows and goats and all that. These animals, naturally, they are supposed to be living outside. Yeah. We are taking them out of their natural habitat by, you know, a pet and, you know, taking peace out of it. You want to carry it. You see people carrying dogs and you really see the dog is getting irritated, you know, and the owner is holding the dog so tight and, you know, it's just weird. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, pets in general, I, I, I like. I think a giraffe, um, it's very wild. So I, I feel like a, a giraffe deserves to be outside. A goat deserves to be outside. But dogs, I, I, I don't know. I, I like having dogs as pets. I, I personally have two. And uh, I think it was it must have been weird when we first started taking them in as pets because they weren't always domesticated. But now they're mm-hmm. domesticated. They're, they're used to being inside. Some dogs can't even i know some owners they don't let their dogs outside ever you know those dogs that live in people's purses and the ones that just jump on couches and beds and never go outside some dogs are just too domesticated and pampered to live um fend for themselves so yeah, at the end of the day it's just like us human beings you know the, the body changed your physiology changes you know based on the environment you're living in i mean if you're keeping your dog on the inside and it has never been outside outside is going to be crazy for it yeah so it's it's the something uh, I, I i some people say i don't like dogs it's it's not that i don't like dogs i just hate the idea of <laughs> the way people treat dogs you hate the idea of having a pet dog no no no, no. the way people you know like some people have gone to the point of you know people are talking about babies as in human beings. Yeah. And then someone pops up talking about dogs as babies. I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> it's a, well, I can relate to that. It's a metaphor. No, 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 it's, no, no, no. it's a there simile. Is, there is a very big difference between a human being and a dog. So when we are talking about babies, don't come and start talking about dogs. I, I never knew you had this uh, thought about dogs, this opinion. You know? <laughs> These are two completely two different things. But you don't see the similarities? 
because of nothing there is no similarity uh, there is here i can i can explain it right now hold on it's, it is not there it yeah. is a fantasy <laughs> that human beings want to bring to reality wait hold on here's here's what this what's the same about a, a dog and a baby both of them mm-hmm. rely on you to live a baby can't feed itself. A baby can't change its own diaper. A baby, you know, but they can't communicate. Um, you know, baby, they're helpless until a certain age. And even then they're still helpless because they don't know anything. And they just grow up. Dogs, they're not, they're not as helpless as babies. But they still um, need a lot of human, you know, help, interference. Um, because some dogs, you know, dogs can't go to the store and buy dog food. Um, you know, and if a dog... You know, in traditional sense, of course, you can let one outside and let it fend for itself, but it could die doing that. It most likely mm-hmm. will at a certain age. You can't find a rabbit yet. Uh, and, you know, dogs, they can't communicate. They can't tell us when they're sick or if they have a headache. I don't know if they get headaches, but, you know, if they're sad, if they, you know, they can't tell us what's wrong with them. They can only bark, howl, and you know, stare at us. So, you know, just like, and, uh, just like a baby. Also, uh, you know, they have big eyes and, you know, those ears and exaggerated features kind of like some babies do. So there's something that humans have that attracts us to having, you know, loving children. And that same attraction that makes us think children are cute and makes us love babies is the same attraction that applies to us and puppies and even kittens and other baby animals. It's that some, when things are smaller, it doesn't even matter what it is, but when something is smaller, it tends to be cute to people, you know, and this is, I'm generalizing here. But pretty much when we're attracted to, you know, small dogs, even big dogs, it's that um, nurturing side that of, of, of humanity that makes us look out for them and love them. And, um, yeah, that, that's, what, that's why people compare dogs to babies. They're not actual mm, babies. Yeah. I, think, I think you could overdo it. I think some people overdo it on dogs, but I, I, I get it. Like... No, I get it. Like when something is young, like just like a goat or a cow or anything, you know, it is younger, even like a plant, it needs protection. You're going to water it, you know. You don't see people watering like big grown trees. They water (laughs) the, the, the ones which are newly planted. So I understand the care, but when people are talking about babies, you know, don't join the conversation talking about dogs. The two are completely different <laughs> because w- w- when you start saying, oh, I can relate to that, you know, it makes sense for people, you know, to talk about their dogs as their babies. Come on. Like, oh, yeah. that, well, that's it- why I ask, okay, let me ask you a question. Okay. Since you relate to that as, you know, someone looking at his dogs, his babies well well, hey it's it's, it's like you're telling me it's like you're telling me that your parents would rather uh, your parents it is better your parents would have uh, got a dog instead of producing you no wait first two things first I I said I understand people who uh, refer to Babies as dogs. I don't. I don't do that myself. I, I love my dogs dearly. Uh, I call them my puppies because even though they're way older, they're like eleven and nine and ten. But uh, they're but they're you no. Know, they're obviously older. I don't call them babies necessarily. I, I call them baby dogs. <laughs> but uh, uh, 
second, uh, I, I mean, I agree in a, in a way, you know, no one should enter the conversation if people are talking about literal human infants, you know, talking about their dog. I don't, that's a bit, they're exaggerating. You know, I feel, you know, someone, babies are way more challenging and they're way more related to us. They're way, they're, they're more important than dogs. And that, that, that says a lot because I love dogs, but they're more important. Like we, we care for our own young more than we care about the young of another species. And I think that makes sense. I feel, and people, couples actually do get dogs to prepare themselves for children because they had to, you know, start loving something and taking care of something that can't take care of itself. And I think babies are an extreme version of dogs that, you know, eventually get older but um, they're like a, they're a step higher or lower or whatever you want to put it in terms of care. I think that's why people draw that similarity. I think they're exaggerating, but I understand the steps they're taking to think that that dog is their baby or that cat is their baby, especially if they don't have any other children in their life. That animal can take the place of a baby to them. Uh, hey, that way. <laughs> yeah. Pets, that's why me, I'm like, yeah. Like the only animals, like, uh, like let's say, my retirement plan is to have like, you know, have like cows and goats and chicken and ducks and geese and peacocks and, you know, all those kind of things. Yeah, the idea of dogs, no. Why do you want all those animals but not dogs? For what? Dogs, uh, dogs are loyal, and they uh, they herd sheep and chicken and stuff. Some dogs herd. Uh, yeah, so a human being. Dogs don't. Dogs work cheap. Yeah, human beings are loyal too. Not, uh, not inherently. No, that, that's what people think, and those people keep on saying human beings are not loyal. Then they themselves have a problem. You know, people, a lot of people demand loyalty while they are not loyal themselves. And loyalty is not commanded, it is earned. I I agree. Yeah, and, and the more you do things with expectations, in this case loyalty, the more disappointed you are going to be. Do things because you love to help people. And in return, you will get what you deserve. If you are to get it. I mean, if, if you help someone and they, they decide to go, yeah, that's their decision. Let them be. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes the human beings help. And because that's what a dog does. You bring it food today, tomorrow, it starts following you around. Because in, it is expecting food. At, and to me, to me, that is not loyalty as people explain it. What? This dog is following <laughs> you because it knows you're going to feed it. Wait. <laughs> I was agreeing with you up until you said that that last dog part. <laughs> they care. The dogs actually care about more than food. Uh, cats. It's the same thing. You're Stop. Ta- op- this talk- is the thing. Wait, you're Stop talking about pro- cats. Stop you're- providing for that dog and see what will happen. It will uh, live. No, it won't. It won't. Dogs because they- it has to provide for itself. Dogs. Wait, no. They they won't. Honestly, dogs are very loyal to the point where. If you did stop feeding your dog and you've been feeding it for weeks or, I don't know, maybe even a couple of days, they develop genuine relationships with people. They won't turn on you in, in the same way that a child can't 
won't turn on you. You know, if, if let's say you're a, uh, a mother or a father who's, you know, feeding your child and you run out of food or money, whatever. Of course, you can explain to a human what's going on, but uh, the animals don't, at least dogs. Dogs won't turn on you like that. Let me tell you, let me tell you something. You see, humans, humans are very selfish. Yes. You know, and oftentimes, like I said earlier on, they complain about how humans are not loyal. But when you look deep down into those people who are complaining about loyalty, you find out they're completely different people. They are the opposite of what they command. And one thing we have to acknowledge, just like the way you give birth to a child, raise that child, they grow up, they have to live, you know? Mm. And this is the nature of human beings since the beginning of time. I mean, even all all the other religious books talk about it. You know, you grow uh, marry and you leave your parents house so if that's the 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 cause of nature why do you expect other human beings to stay around you they have you have ventured life let give them a chance also to venture people people want loyalty or you know uh, i did a b c d so this person is supposed to do a and and d it doesn't work like that. And the more you have expectations in people, the more disappointed you get. Like I said, do things because you love helping people. Simple. Leave it at that. Whatever comes after that, be happy for it. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I agree with that point. So you chose a giraffe, right? <laughs> giraffe. This business of sunglasses, uh-uh. It's a pain. Okay. I mean, I I live in an apartment, so I couldn't have a giraffe, um, <laughs> uh, even if I wanted to. I just I just I put it up next to the sunglasses because, yeah, it'd just be a lot of work. I mean, I know dogs are a lot of work. I don't know how to you a giraffe seems like less work than a dog, but or <laughs> makes yeah, more I sense don't have than to a dog. The giraffe. You you probably would. Those things probably like to walk. Yeah, those things in the zoo, they just stay there and walking from they one have, corner to the other well, corner. Same your, thing, yeah. Your giraffe would probably in my, be... In my backyard, stays there. <laughs> your giraffe would probably be depressed because in the zoo, they have multiple giraffes versus you just having one giraffe in your backyard. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, even when like the sun is too much, I put on the sunglasses for a little bit and I'm like, yeah, I need to put these things off. That's a place to end it though. It has, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're at its eye. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, it's a graceful uh, animal. Who wouldn't love to be around a giraffe? You're right. It is a graceful. I mean, I, yeah, I like giraffes too. They're a bit <laughs> more wrinkly in life when you see one though. If you could, Next time you go to the zoo, listeners, giraffes are extra wrinkly. They're more wrinkly than you think, than the one you're imagining right now. Oh, trust me, I've, I've seen a giraffe in their natural habitat, in the zoo, and everything. That's cool. I haven't seen them in their habitat. I haven't been to Africa. I need to go. Yeah, those, things are, those animals are peaceful. Yeah. Even when you go to the game park, you can even feed them. They're okay. Mm-hmm. Which you can't do to a lion. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. They just expect that from a distance, you know. 
<laughs> a very far distance. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Brian, before we go, I um, I like to hand the spotlight over to you real quick in terms of uh, if you want to, if you want to plug anything, if you want to recommend anything, if you want to shout out your Facebook, Twitter handle, Instagram, anything like. Is there anything you want to tell the listeners like that? Uh, no, I'm I'm more actually right now. I'm in a state where I'm trying to delete myself from social media, everything. So I'm in that process. So all this online stuff, no, it's not worth it. This era we are living in, yeah, I mean, I have a phone call. If I need to talk to you, I call you. If you need to talk to me, you call me, you text, that's fine. This social media stuff is getting weird. <laughs> and then with uh, all these big tech companies following us like lap dogs all the time, I mean, you can't do anything. You talk about something to that, you know, a minute later you get you get a, an, an an advert on your phone you're like when did i yeah. do this yeah you know, it, you know literally the, the 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 saying of walls of ears is coming to life in our era ooh yeah that's true that's true <laughs> that's a creepy thing you just said yeah so i'm yeah. in the process of deleting myself eventually everything will be gone well i will not um I won't tag you in this episode when it comes out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, people know you, then they know you. Uh, listeners, uh, let me know in the comments if, um, or by email or by Instagram or if there's any questions you'd like me to submit or add. Um, yeah, like I said before in the intro, please rate the podcast if you enjoy it. And uh, yeah, share this with your friends. Uh, share this with your enemies. Everyone stay safe. Everyone have a good night good day whatever time it is yeah that's it thank you bye thank you